Oh, that's weird. What? Whoa, okay, that's a lot. In fear, there were just three. There weren't, like, wild, like, there weren't flame grenades. There was, like, normal grenade, proximity grenade. I forget what the other one was. Probably remote there... detonated. Are you sure there wasn't, an, like, an electromagnetic one or, or like, one I am like that? I'm almost certain. I think they Dude, were all just normal. this game would suck without those. It's also, I mean, they throw some stuff in there. Like, there's this one part where there's these guys who walk across these tracks that you've, you've turned the electricity off on. And then as they're walking across, you can turn it back on. When I realized that you could do that, I was like, oh, hells yes. You just waited for them. They were like, how come there's this whole big pile of bodies? Well, no, it's only like three guys that do it. But it's still like, you know, you fight the guys once and they kill you. And then the second time you experiment with the switch and realize you can turn it back on. And you're like, yes. I wish there were more parts in the game that were like this. You're like, oh, you're recording, right? Yes, I am. Ready to talk about Eight Man? I've Eight been watching, Man after. I've been watching this show uh, that a coworker introduced me to called Michiko and Hotchin. It's pretty sweet. I think it's I've by, heard of that, actually. Somebody on the uh, forums was talking about that. Produced by the guy who did Cowboy Bebop. I think oh. the director's sort of like some no-name, but it's really good. It's like set in Brazil. It's about this uh, woman who is like an ex-criminal or current criminal but has just gotten out of prison. And picks up this little girl because I think essentially that she's trying to find the little girl's father because he was her former lover. So I think she grabs the girl in order to track down this guy. And then they go on like crazy adventures in Brazil. It's pretty good. You know what else is pretty sweet? What? Powers. Powers? The comic book. Is that a... Which one is that? I think I've heard of it. Is that... It's... It's basically there's like it's about these cops that are like superhero detectives basically in that they are detectives who handle superhero related crimes. It's pretty nice. awesome. And there's like a butch chick with short hair in it and I'm into that. <laughs> so really? I mean, it Is was that what soft, you're into? It's a soft sell for Does, me. Are you sure everybody knows that? <laughs> um but yeah, it's pretty good. I like there there are two of these like large hardcover volumes out of it, and I blew through those. And the third one was supposed to come out last week, but it has not, and I cannot find any information on the internet. So I might just have to resort to buying trade paperbacks. Careful, dude. That's a slippery slope. Yeah. Next I know. thing you're gonna be buying top ten. I know, I just seventeen seventy six manga too. Really? I'm such a loser. What'd you buy? Uh you know the guy who did Monster? Yeah. He has two new mangas coming out now. One is called 20th Century Boys, which is, I guess, about these this group of friends who were kids in the 50s, and now it is approaching, I guess it's the 80s when the show or when the manga takes place, and there is this uh, vast global conspiracy starting that may have something to do with like what they did as kids. Uh, so I've only read the first volume, but it seems interesting. And then there is also, he's also doing this sort of really gritty remake of Astro Boy. Which, yeah. again, I've also read only the first volume of it, but it was really good up until that point. Where the main character is this robot detective. And I've never really seen any significant amount of Astro Boy, so I don't know how much of the plot is translated. I doubt very much. 
<laughs> at all. Like, well, I, I don't doubt very much. I doubt that very much of it has been transferred, just to be clear. Um, so, yeah, it's about this this robot who's a detective, and there's a series of robots who are murdered, and they are the most advanced robots in the world. Um, and he is one of them, so he's trying to solve the case to find out who the murderer is. And I think Astro Boy himself is not introduced until the last panel of the first book so i don't really know what's going on but if it continues as it is going it's pretty good interesting uh, that's what i've been doing entertainment wise recently been reading a lot of comics on the train i don't even care people can look at me be like whatever i like comics. i know what, what you're you thinking like? and i don't care what do you like america's next top model yeah, that'll get him. Way to go. <laughs> Though we all be like, "Where?" People's poor taste can never justify your own. But that monster, I mean, monster was so good, who cares? Like, that's just a good comic. Awesome. Who's going to get in your face? Just be like, "Read it. It was good." Um, I don't I I don't know. I I have long ago shed my problems with like doing nerd things in public, but <laughs> when you realize people could just me. tell by the t-shirts. I, <clears throat> yeah, I like uh I'm not I don't feel guilty about it or like ashamed. I just get bothered when people stare at you and then I just want to knock them out. Did I tell you this? I mm. forget it. Um this this has nothing to do with nerddom. But uh a couple of weeks ago when we were in Philly, me and Gross went to go see Luke and we were on the L and I like sat down next to this woman. Yeah, and you she, told me this. Oh, I did? She freaked and out she about her bag. she crazy on me. I was like, what the hell? And I started taunting her, which was not in my best interest probably, <laughs> but I was livid. <laughs> my blood was up. So, I don't know. There's not really much more to the story than that. The vague outline is she, she yelled at me, and I yelled back at her, and then we sat in silence for like 20 minutes, and that was really awkward. But anyway, Eight Man After, how about that show? It's about the talk about some awkward silences. It's about hey, the are you the man. incarnation of my dead boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, no. You, I'm the chick. brain that replaced your dead boyfriend's brain in the cyborg body. I hope that's not awkward for you. Chick's Seems got like bad luck. <laughs> Let's yeah, talk about much. bad luck, lady. If you if there weren't bad luck, you wouldn't have any. Then again, okay. I feel like it's unfair to say she has bad luck when it seems the only way you become the aid man is by having a a brutal murder practiced upon you <laughs> or so you know being like, involved with this woman period yeah it's she's like so news. really when she's all like my boyfriends keep becoming the eight man my life sucks it really it should be like your boyfriends keep getting murdered in grisly ways what's that about honey <laughs> yeah you because like you seem to be two skipping is a, a trend. step you're skipping a step i mean sure they become the eight man but you are skipping uh, the horrible murder that preceded the uh, the transfiguration into the Ape Man. Yeah. And for those who don't know, the Ape Man is essentially RoboCop, but totally sweet. And RoboCop yeah. was already totally sweet. So on top of RoboCop's already totally sweetness, Ape Man is given a host of powers, which include figure skating. And uh, <laughs> Not, well, that's the most best of what he does. Figure skating, but there is no ice. 
Yeah. So you're just kind of bewildered because it looks just like skating he's skating around. You're like, what whoa, you, what, is that what are possible? You skating on? There's no ground. There's no ground there. But he doesn't care for he is the eight man. I remember Roy used to watch this show all the time. Like not this show, but the original one from like the 60s, the black and white show. Yeah. And like he would like regale me of stories with it. He was like, they, his name was Tobor. Because it was robot spelled backwards. And this yeah. th- that series is widely believed to be the inspiration for RoboCop. Makes sense to me. Yeah. It, guy was he killed, and then they brought him back to life as a crime-fighting robot. But he was not truly a person anymore. Well, I guess in RoboCop, he wasn't supposed to be a per- No. No, it's exactly the same. It's basically the same, the same thing. It's Dave. exactly the same. There ain't two ways Robocop, about it. He wasn't supposed to be a person, but then he kind of like he regained his human memories and everything, and that's exactly what happens in this movie as well. Except this guy's totally sweet because, like, see, the thing about the Eight Man is, while you are on occasion a totally sweet-looking cyborg, that's sort of like your inside skin, and ordinarily you look just like a normal dude. So while this guy has been murdered, uh, he still looks like a normal person. It can still go around harassing women and getting drunk or well trying to anyway <laughs> as hard as he can yeah, yeah he's like seriously is... i've been drinking for three days and i'm still not drunk what have you done to me doctor yeah uh he told he in that respect the the eight man transformation is much better than robocop because what does robocop get he looks like a robot he clunks yeah. around he's not graceful <clears throat> He doesn't have he any does. junk, that's for sure. We know that he was underwent total body prosthesis, to quote the show. <laughs> I love it how yeah, they talk about that. They show a picture of the original eight man and he's got like a family. And you're like, now that is some cybernetics. Yeah. These are the cybernetics I can get behind. Cybernetic junk. We've discussed it on the show. In none on too many brief occasions. Terms. <laughs> we didn't even need the inspiration of this show because <laughs> I had been totally sort of bereft of Eight Man before this, much to my shame. But you still you knew know. in your heart. You were like, Wangs are sweet, and a robot yeah. Wang would necessarily be totally sweet. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But the Eight Man is not allowed to love, except he keeps falling in love. Yeah, I love it What's how he's like about. They they bring up you know you have so much power, eight man, that you need to divest yourself from your emotions. Maybe we should stop choosing people who were brutally murdered or witnessed brutal murders. Yeah, it's like I don't know what happens. They keep getting these flashbacks around gratuitous acts of violence. It's like you know a whole bunch of murders are happening, and then they like go all crazy, like as if they had been murdered, and it made them really upset. I don't know, cranky babies, eighth man, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yes, like I love it how with the doc. So anyway, the the show focuses around this one character whose name is um was it Hazuma? Yeah, which sounds a lot like Azuma, which was the original Eight Man. Yeah, in fact, I was sort of confused at the beginning. I was like, wait, are they the same guy? Or I don't know. Yeah, they keep on. So I guess they're supposed to sound similar. I don't know. But that would be I, like if we had an eight man named Bill and the original eight man's name was Spill. 
Or, Damn you, know, you S Bill. <laughs> yeah, sort of the same thing. So, yeah, Hazuma is a private detective who's trying to figure out what happened to this kid's dad while he's also tracking hey, down. That kid is a streetwise kid, yo. He yeah, totally. The deal. He also sounds like an 85-year-old woman. He's like, hey, Hazuma, what's up? Where's my dad? Where's my dad, the ex-football like, player? Kid, you're smoking like 20 packs of cigarettes a day. You're crazy. <laughs> oh, you shit. need to slow down. Speaking of which, glancing at Wikipedia, as I want to do when uh, watching the show, I looked up a little tidbit about the original 8-Man, which I found titillating, which is 8-Man in the black and white cartoon had special energy cigarettes that would revitalize him no matter how beat up he was if he could smoke them. So enemies who offered him the chance to have one last cigarette before they killed him often found themselves in quite the pickle. <laughs> which so I they think basically- is awesome. Well, I, I love how they replaced uh, the cigarettes now with uh, with what amounts to robo heroin. Yeah. Well, to see the thing is, I guess does he not have to take that stuff? No, he takes a different form of that stuff. He takes he like doesn't the, have he to takes take robo methadone. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what it's called. The stuff that the people on the uh, uh, the the stuff that the, the guys on the street team. are taking is the cybomecamine. Yeah, but we're led to believe. I wrote that name down specifically because it's hilarious. Yeah, cybomecamine. Cybomecamine. It's like it's uh, it's the only thing that lets your brain keep up with the robotic parts. Really? No one would believe that was a drug. Well, also nobody. Why do they even need to keep up with these robotic parts? One of them is a hand with a gun in it. Yeah. It's What's like, to keep up it's with? So weird. I don't know. It's, it's like somebody hands you a gun. It's like whoa, whoa! Don't shoot that yet. I've got to give you a shot of this drug. Otherwise, you'll blow your mind. Really? Oh, shit. You fire it without the gun. Oh, my gosh. My mind is blown. I'm seeing all kinds of colors. The letter E just ran off with my wife. Am I just oddly prescient or what? When me and Scabs were making the comic, we had a cybernetic drug. I guess that's not really that creative. Prescient, Dave? <laughs> this yeah. show came out before your webcomic, I'm afraid. But it came out before I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm not going to back down. Never give up, never Listen, back whatever. down. If that comic was ever going to get finished, this would be an issue. But right now, predictions are grim. As if the internet didn't already know that. <laughs> yeah, since it's happened how many years at this point? Scabs works 95 hours a day. How is that possible? He's actually split himself in three like Dr. Manhattan in the movie The Watchman, which is a pretty good movie. I heard it's based off a comic or something. I don't really read that stuff. It's probably um, better that way. Yeah. yeah. The movie was pretty good. I liked it. If I had Excellent. one serious complaint, it was that the soundtrack was extremely, like, it was way too cute. Like, they were like, eh? Eh? 99 Luff Balloons. Huh? Know what that song's about? Huh? Nuclear War. <laughs> huh? Remember? No. Remember? Nuclear War. How about that? It's what this yeah. comic's about. Nuclear War. That's like what basically every song is. But, you know, music video director, 
one thing I will say in its credit, while it does have too much slow motion, because slow motion is like salt. You must use it sparingly. It generally does the slow motion right. So while there could stand to be less of it, they understand the concept of like having slow motion until the pop and then putting it back in like fast. Right. Not a lot of people do that. Like really, as we've discussed before, the ideal with slow motion is that it only goes for like about 50% of the action. Like you should never end a move in slow motion. It has to end at full speed. Correct. We've talked about this. Yeah, many times. And like that, Watchmen does that, but there's still kind of too much slow motion. Like everything doesn't have to be slow motion. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, my bad. I've just got it on the brain. It's the first movie right. I've I mean, to see in the theaters. It like, sort of fits in because Ape Man uses that ridiculous technique where it's like he's going really fast. You know how I can tell? Because they just recycled this animation of him like going into different colors and wobbling back and forth across the screen. And well, the best part about him going really fast is they don't have to draw him at all. Yeah, they just have the sparks on the ground. Yeah, it's like really these blue lines. If he's moving so fast that you can't see him, he's already there. No matter where there is, maybe this is just—he's not actually moving that fast. He has some sort of chameleon power. I really hope that that is it. I'll, they make it seem like you know once he gets his skates a going, yeah, he, uh, there's no he becomes so him. fast that you, he, he he's invisible. He can outrun missiles, the missiles that guy shoots from his back. Yeah, like two times. It's like, dude, how many coats do you have? Because you keep tearing <laughs> them up shooting these missiles. He's like, whatever, man. If you got missiles in your back, you can afford some nice coats. <laughs> dude, whatever. I'm high on cybomecamine. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> uh, yes, the cybomechamine is a particularly Dude, if retarded. if I was a cyborg, you know how they have those, like, ports in their arms where they put that, like, teeny tiny little canister? Yeah. That would be, like, my whole arm. I would have, like, 30 of them. I'd be like, just line them up, Doc. Because if I'm already a cyborg, how much damage could drugs truly do? Yeah, it's true. I mean, I guess basically- they do make you go crazy and turn you into a bloodthirsty killer, as evidenced by the football team. Yeah, I love it how they, they, you know, it's like the feeling of God that comes with having a gun implanted in your arm isn't really what makes you a, a bloodthirsty killer or the yeah. fact that you were a criminal beforehand. It's this it's drug. Yeah. It's like this guy, the one guy, O'Connor, the only black O'Connor in the world, uh, <laughs> I don't he know, was the, just the a normal sing- football player. He was just looking out for his kid. He's like, all right, I'm a football player. Last time I checked, they don't make a lot of money. I guess he's not a very good team, so he probably wouldn't. Well, he's a football um, player in Japan. So, yeah, you know. Also that. Hey, I saw Shield 21. Football is marginally popular there. <laughs> it is probably not the least popular sport in Japan, assuming they know what curling is. <laughs> Poor curling. I on one of the HD channels that we get now. You know, NBC has a sports they channel. They had HD curling, and you've watched. They it. had, yeah. Well, they, I was trying to figure out what was going on because they were showing way more curling. They're brushing than I'd the ever. ice, Joel. They're brushing it. And then I tried to. I went to Wikipedia and tried to read the article on curling, and it revealed nothing. Dude, if anything, is, they I brushed was, the ice to alternatively speed up or slow down the puck. Yes, I know, but like the. Uh, 
I mean, it, the problem is figuring out what the purpose of sliding it is. I mean, I think it's sort of like shuffleboard, except that what yeah. you do based on the position of the other stones makes a difference. So you can score differently, like if you pass a certain number or if you strike one. I'm not entirely yeah. sure how it works, Dave, because I read the instructions and they had all these like different names for things. Like the guy that goes third is sometimes the skip because he's often the captain of the team or skipper. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Why don't you just call him third or going third is the captain? I know that they're like idiosyncrasies to sports. The problem is your sport's not popular. So you so can't we have don't idios- those idiosyncrasies. <laughs> so entire- when you call like the the fourth guy at bat the closer or whatever that that's okay. But uh can't call guy a skip. Yeah, well, no. It's just that Plus, problem- it just sounds kind of gay, and I'm not really into that. <laughs> Curling itself is an idiosyncrasy. It's this bizarre game <laughs> that white people play because it is cold, and we were bored, and we had some brooms and some rocks. They were high on maple syrup. Yeah, <laughs> they were chugging way too much maple Canadian syrup, or maybe bacon and lingonberry, and they just oh, you man. know those things are crazy. I had that stuff once at IHOP. I was like, whoa. Easy. This is not a syrup I am accustomed to. I just kept on looking at my hands. It's like the barelicious licking them. I am anymore. And thus back to eight man we go. I feel like we didn't give a a fantastic synopsis of the show. I mean, we said it's basically RoboCop, and that that's basically it. That is not an unfair synopsis. Although it's more fair to say that RoboCop is basically eight man. So, but we're yeah, but we're sitting here talking about chaotic football teams and crap. People need some backstory. So Hazuma, he's a PI. He's going in deep, trying to expose the corporations for what they are. And then he meets this girl who is the uh, the old eight man's girlfriend, and he gets killed trying to save her. Which at first I thought he was the eight man. So when he grabbed that guy's knife with his hand, and the knife cut into his hand. I was like, oh, okay, he's the eight man. He's not really bothered by that. But no, he was just a normal guy. <laughs> like, I was thinking about it today. I forget what brought this up. But I was thinking, oh, because the Watchmen. Because there's like one broken bone every 20 seconds in that movie. <laughs> nice. So I was like, so I was like, how well would I react to a broken bone? I would probably and my just... decision was not well. <laughs> Tears and vomit are the first thing that yeah. come to mind for I me. I was like, I would not be a functional human being. <laughs> like, you would not be able to coax anything coherent out of me. <laughs> so, like, I was like, all right, so this Hazama guy is pretty tough. And then they make him a robot. And now he's a robot crime fighter. And uh, while this is going on, yeah, he's got, like, a little kid sidekick who's street smart. And uh, he's trying to find that kid's dad, who is O'Connor on the football team. And the, the football black. team is is being funded by this company. And the way they're going to make him a winning, the winningest football team, because this team really sucks, is by converting them into cyborgs. Maybe. I mean, you don't even know if that's the plan, really. Because apparently... Or if they just want to. The chairman... Well, it seems to be a, an attempt by... Uh, what's his name? It seems to be an attempt, Tony. Hey, yeah, by Tony. Tony Gleckman. It seems to be an attempt by Gleckman to undermine uh, the chairman of the Biomed Corporation's credibility by, you yeah. know, when he buys his team, then Tony sabotages it by turning them into cyborgs and letting them kill the other players. 
Yeah. This was, it's funny because I feel like it takes the crowd a lot longer than you would think to react to the murder going on on the field. Like, <clears throat> at one point during the montage of the football players going crazy, one of the football players has grabbed the opposing team member and started punching him. It's yeah. like, where are the refs? Well, you, you didn't see that, Dave? Because they punch one of the refs, too. I mean, they go from zero to murder pretty quickly. And at the, very, at the very tail end of the montage of them mutilating the opposing football team, one of the pictures is the guy hitting one of the players and also hitting a ref. <laughs> that ref should have gotten out of there. He's like the guy in Bloodsport that Chong Lee grabbed and threw at Jean-Claude Van Damme while exactly. he was blind. But Jean-Claude Van Damme was too wise. He knew that wasn't Chong Lee. Though... The way John Claude reacts in that situation, like the ref is thrown at him and he like grabs him and then he like touches his face and realizes it's not Chong Lee. If that was Chong Lee, you would have been dead. <laughs> You're just lucky that Chong Lee just likes playing with you. Whatever, Dave. He could tell the difference between somebody putting a teacup out and trying to stab him in the face with a knife. <laughs> well, that master wasn't kidding around. He was like, Sensei. You are kind of a dick. And he's like, I know. And you're paying for it. So who is the bigger dick? And he's like, ah, oh, ancient Chinese secret, huh? Yeah, so anyway, uh, Gleckman sabotages this dude's sports team. Uh, the sports team goes on a murderous rampage. One of the players on the sports team is this streetwise kid's dad who apparently abandoned him but is still idolized by the kid. Well, he um, didn't abandon. Well, he did abandon him, but he, he abandoned totally him for abandoned all the him. right reasons. <laughs> because he was totally, my hips got blown out as an all-star uh, football he's player. Like, he's like, I can't see my son until I can support him. It's like maybe support it. It doesn't. He's only one kid. Yeah. <laughs> like even yeah. the worst football players make minimum wage. And even if you can't play football anymore, uh, you can get a different job. I mean, even if times are tough, public assistance, I mean, yeah. apparently your son knows how to get into apartments and live there for free. He sure shit knows how to steal a stereo. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to steal a stereo and steal an apartment. Yeah. So <laughs> I like that when the, the girl wakes up in the kid's apartment and she's like, you can turn the volume on the TV. I don't mind. He's like, uh, actually, the landlord doesn't know I'm living here. Well, no, he says if the landlord knows I'm here, he'll hit me up for the rent because <laughs> I'm living here. <laughs> It's like, really, the landlord would try to collect from a 13-year-old as opposed to throwing yeah. your ass out on the street and calling Dude. DHS? So Metro City is scenario. fucked up. Yeah, for real. It's like, listen, kid, I won't tell the authorities as long as you have my rent or the equivalent number of stolen stereos. <laughs> well, come on. What authorities? Chief Tanaka, voiced yeah, by Chief Mike Tanaka. Ruckles. He's too busy getting hot dogs all over his face. And one his... of the most brilliant psych gags that anime has ever perpetrated. Because <laughs> he's like riding in the back of his car and he's like, Nephew, you're the worst cop that's ever been on the force. You you don't know a hand grenade from your own asshole. And, the, and then it's like like a guy stops short of the stop sign. And he's like, Bleh! And he, like the nephew like slams on the, the brakes and then the... Chief Tanaka gets the hot dog in his face. He's got ketchup all over his face. He's like, what are you doing, you idiot? You're lucky I don't kick you off the force right now. And then he's like, oh, sorry, uncle. And he, like, drives faster. And then the hot dog gets in his face again. 
it's basically like 25 minutes of the hot dog hitting his face. And his face just gets progressively more ketchup on it. Oh, there's ketchup everywhere. Is that the, the uh, like, the, when that happens, that's when the the cyborg, like, they have to shoot down that lone cyborg, right? Yes. So they're, like, driving around, and the emergency call comes in, and they shoot up the cyborg, and everyone's like, oh, my God, the chief has been shot. And it's like, oh, no, it's just ketchup. Jesus, chief. You fat your table jerk. manners at? <laughs> yeah, there are two Tanakas in this show. Who, who taught you how to eat? They both suck. Although the Chief Tanaka in this one is actually like he's in on the secret eight-man project and he's totally patronizing to the mayor. I like that scene. The mayor's like, I'm going to yeah. win an election. He bought the sports team. Chief Tanaka's like, you're lucky I don't shoot you right now. I'm a yeah. bad man. A bad man Nobody that knows would... about cyborgs. No one would ever know. Just get the eight man to explode you. <laughs> like the eight man, like we said, he doesn't really seem to have any powers. If he had a power, that power would be to explode people's arms. Yeah. Well, at least your cybernetic arms and possibly your human arms. We haven't seen him turn his powers against humans, though. Yeah, but he will because that's what they do. Well, I mean, it's Once like there are no more cyborgs left to kill. Yeah, I love it. And uh, and the reason that the eight man is better than all the other cyborgs. He's got a cyborg brain. Yeah. Brain's pretty sweet. Apparently, so, those don't just grow on trees, you know. You know what I think when I think cyborg brain, Dave? I don't know. I think robot. He's not even a cyborg. <laughs> He's like a person they imprinted onto a robot. It's true. If he has everything, including a brain made out of cybernetics, then he is no longer a person. Or is he? This sounds like a job for Masamune Shiro. Oh, my. He's already picking up his pen. He's like, did someone light the Shiro signal? <laughs> ben, ben. It's, a, it's a silhouette comes... of a woman with outrageously proportioned breasts being embraced by a horse. Yeah. The outrageously a horse proportioned... man. Yeah, a horse man. He's like, actually, this is... The, we had to hire the best silhouette artist in the world to create this work <laughs> because the, of its complexity. And is that Batman's kind of a blob? Like looking on. There's like 20 superheroes just kind of gathering under the signal because none of them can figure out what it is. Yeah. They're all like looking all up at it. Squinting at it. And then the one of them is just like, oh, oh my God. Dude. I just figured it out. It's like some kind of terrible magic eye puzzle. It's I can't like stop Cthulhu. crying. It's, don't look into it too long, lest you unlock its dark secrets. And then Shiro shows up with a cape, but he's still like this short, overweight guy with like a wispy 15-year-old kid's beard. He's like, you rag. You, you rag. I brought my sketchbook of lesbian amputee porn. He like, like flips it open at the Green Lantern. Green Lantern just shoots himself in the face with his ring. Oh, God. <laughs> like, frankly, I don't even know why we have the Shiro symbol. The only reason it ever gets turned on is because it's next to the bat symbol, and sometimes we get him confused. <laughs> Which is always a terrible mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and Batman's just sitting at home. He's like, man, I'm bored. He's like, I'm not even going out again. Last time, it was a Shiro signal. Yeah. Robin was never the same. Yeah, he's actually dead now. He hung himself <laughs> on the spot. 
we were all like, whoa. I mean, it's gross, but that was an overreaction, Robin. <laughs> so we all have to forge on for his sake. But how about that show? Yeah. It's pretty good, I, huh? I guess it I mean, it was all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only okay. It's kind of ridiculous how everybody's always getting up in the eight man's face for almost killing. Like, the kid is like, no, don't kill my dad. It's like, yeah. your dad just killed like 10 people right in front of <laughs> Dude, you. Dude, your dad was freaking out. His dad like, is also a freaking badass. Like, even when he's not high on the drugs, he gets shot like seven times in the back. Yeah, and as far as I know, he he didn't have a cyborg chest. And yeah, that's where all the bullets did not have a cyborg torso. Otherwise, those bandages were pretty useless. It's like, we got to wrap these cybo wounds with cybo bandages. Just give me yes. more cybo mechamine. I need the cybo mechamine. Like, they also, like, they, like, handcuff him to a bed. No, they, like, they on, strap him down. robot arms. Yeah. <laughs> would rip that bed to splinters. <laughs> it is kind of absurd. Uh, but yeah, I love it how nobody figures out that uh, Hazma is the ape man. Yeah. Really? Well, it's, I mean, he does have, like... He disappears the, during the, the riot in the just in time for Hazma. Like, it really didn't look like you were going to survive when you saved my life. And then you came by the next day and you were all like, what's up, chicky baby? <laughs> Want to go on a date? And I was like, that's weird. And you were like, I ate a whole bunch of hamburgers and now I feel better. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think that's how medicine works. And you were like, you're not a doctor. I love it how, yeah, you think she'd have some experience considering that her last boyfriend was the eight man. Yeah. Don't you know the signs? This is like a girl in an abusive relationship. You're just hopping from eight man to eight man. Well, it's kind of like, you know, why Lois Lane never figures out that Superman is Superman. It's like he always yeah. disappears right when there's trouble. Superman shows up and disappears is only pussy. for Clark to reappear. It's like, come on. Let's put two and two together. It's like, Hazuma, you're such a jerk, always running away from the fights. He's like, I, yes, I jumped in a dumpster and hid. Yeah, that that's what, what happened. It's like, why are you covered in blood? <laughs> I, the dumpster was very bloody. <laughs> there was like a whole pig in there. It must, must have been part of that cattle rending plant that's nearby the sports yeah. stadium. The, 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 the in-stadium abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> they were like the 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 customer must have the freshest beef. We murder the cows on premises. They've actually got like one of those guys that like walks around with a thing of like popcorn and cotton candy. He's like, "Cow, get your full cow." And he's got like that like little case that they strap around their neck, but the cow is sitting on top of it. It's like anybody want some cow? No. <laughs> Nobody ever buys the cow. <laughs> Maybe you should start calling it beef. Hey, I don't come and tell you how to do your job. Anyway, those those football riots are quelled with murderous intent. And this show is pretty graphic. Well, yeah, I feel like that's the entire point. Like, the original Ape Man, like, I don't know how he was formed, uh, but the new Ape Man was not only murdered, he had to see his, mister, his uh, sister murdered by Gleckman, who then shows up to try to kill his new girlfriend. Uh, I like how the chick in the flashback is dressed as if she just lost the lead part in Flashdance. 
<laughs> so, He's like, no, no, baby, it's okay. You'll get fame is coming up soon. Yeah, you'll get that one for sure. And then she's like, ah, I'm dead. And then Tony's like, <laughs> Tony is the worst cyborg name ever, and I am overcompensating. <laughs> Yeah, so he has to prove totally. he has to prove he's hard to the gang. They're like Tony isn't really what we think of when we think of our cyborg leader. So he just shanks a girl on the street. He's like, "Yeah, who's the cyborg now? Who's the cyborg now?" <laughs> he actually became more and more cyborg as he tore the parts from his underlings. He's like, "You ain't using that arm." And the kid's eyes like, "I think I am. I'm actually eating a baked potato right now." And he just tears it right off and tapes it to his sonar. He's like, now I'm a cyborg too. Man, I hate Tony. He's the worst boss ever. He is a jerk. He can't survive getting hit by a train, though. He didn't really. Did he even survive that? Yeah. Okay. He, he dies at like the, the end of the show. Like, Hazma, like, shoots him in the shoulder, and then, like, they're, like, on top of, like, a suspension bridge whose only purpose was to have a train on it. So I don't know what they were doing up there exactly, but he, like, shoots him in the shoulder and then, like, jumps out of the way of the train. He's like, ah! And then it's like, ah, but I'm not dead. (laughs) Yeah. So he can come back for the grand finale when they kidnap that girl. And then A-Man just kills them all on the subway train. Well, except for uh, Tony, because Tony sets up like the electromagnetic field that traps the eight man, and you're like, "Oh, didn't see that coming." Well, there's got to be something. They got to have like the. It's like in RoboCop with the the Prime Directives, and he can never harm a member of OCP. But you're like, you're so close, RoboCop. Just do it. <laughs> Shoot the chairman. Just finish, Shoot finish him. The job. But he just can't. It's not in his programming. So, yeah, yeah. there's got to be that one moment of tension before he wins. I guess that's true. And Tony's like, he's got the knife to the chick's neck when uh, when the eight man's coming up on him. And the girl says, stay back. Like, how little faith do you have in your savior that you're going to tell him <laughs> to stay back? Like, that's what the kidnapper does. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. I'm starting to think that you're in on this whole thing. Yeah, this was your plan all along to just get captured and brutalized. Just like karate chops. Curses. Right. Foiled again. You've seen through my ploy, hate man. It's yeah. Like, I knew it from the start. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's kind of all. Like, not a whole lot happens in this thing for something that is nearly two hours long. Yeah. It's like, I'm the eight man. Oh, wait, no. It's like, I'm a private direct detective. Oh, wait, no, I'm dead. Now I'm the eight man. Hooray. What football players? <laughs> oh, now they're dead. They then- stop capturing this girl. She's kind of my girlfriend. I mean, it- oh, wait, and. And I'm drunk. Well, I wish I was drunk. As far as anime plots go, this one has an okay one. That being said, a- eh. See, the thing about anime plots is. Most of them are not okay. Yeah, that's so what I'm this saying. this one being okay, I don't know. It does what it does. They try and talk about how it's like, my memories are coming back to me, boss. I'm supposed to be a robot, but now I also feel like a person. And they're like, this is unacceptable. It's like, why can't you let's let the dude be a person? 
Why you gotta be a robot all the time? He's probably really bored. Because all he has to do is sit in a tube until danger is afoot. I just don't think it's very fair to the ape man. He should have a life too. And he does. When they move to a tropical island at the end. It's just him, the streetwise kid, and eventually the chick shows up and says, You need a receptionist. It's like, bitch, the phone only rang twice. <laughs> yeah. Stop criticizing. You, did you ever run a detective agency? You got to keep them waiting. Totally. Uh, yeah. That's basically the show. I think it suffers from a distinct lack of energy cigarettes. Yeah, that would have been totally sweet. I, I can't imagine like all these Japanese kids born in the 60s who are like, smoking is awesome. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about Joe Camel, whatever. Well, His it, yeah. cigarettes didn't purport to heal you from the brink of death. <laughs> they were just supposed to make you cool. When really, yeah. as the ape man, you're already cool. The cigarettes just, you know, let you stay that way, I guess. Yeah, they they help you maintain the cool. They supercharge you. Oh, well. I think I've had enough eight man. As have I. Let's call it a night. Let's call it a week. Indeed. Oh, wait. I did forget to mention. The music they play during the action scenes in this show, it's the streamlined trailer music. So I'm wondering if they inserted that in the show, which was not a rare thing for dubbing companies to do, or if this is where they stole it from. It's like a mystery of the Orient. Unlocked. Well, it kind of is a mystery of the Orient. <laughs> what with the Japanese creators and all. But whatever. That's just something to ponder. That's my deep thought that I leave you with. For this Saturday, you know, fast karate for the gentleman. down this guy and then they go on like crazy adventures in brazil it's pretty good and i'm not talking to you anymore so that's great oh good my cell phone just died hello hello what whoa Uh oh ah you're killing me here joel (laughs) i'm just gonna read the internet until he calls me back let's see if people commented on the podcast dave and busters who's visited dave and busters on this computer 
Okay, I ran out of things to read on the internet. Come on, Joel. Jeez, Joel. My cell phone battery died. Man, do you hate... I'm just trying to introduce you to some new cartoons. I don't need your Michiko and Hotchin, all right? Sounds gay.